Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 with a new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. to the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight. If you want to join the conversation, the phone number is 312-332-3776. We are here till 8 o'clock tonight. We'll keep our eyes on the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights. But we have a baseball game coming up in about 10 minutes on the north side. The Chicago Cubs take on the Milwaukee Brewers. Brett Anderson on the mound for the Brew Crew. And Hugh Darvish on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Hugh Darvish is 2-1 and one on this season with a 2.12 ERA. What are we looking forward to in this game? I think it's a big matchup for the Chicago Cubs because, yes, to this point, they seem as if they are the best team in baseball, 12-3 and three to this point. But I feel like with the Brewers coming to town and another matchup with Milwaukee, a team that we knew the Cubs would be dealing with in the division and a very good team at that, this is going to be a big series for the Cubs to either solidify that they're the best team in baseball or to bring the Brewers closer within the NL Central. I'm looking at you, Darvish, to get another quality start, right? That first time out against Milwaukee. He needs redemption against Milwaukee. That first time in Milwaukee, he gave up three earned runs. He only went four innings. He gave up six hits. And then he went back out against the Pirates. Quality start, six innings, no hits, no earned run, or uh, only two hits, no earned runs in that one. And then his last outing against the Royals, he went seven innings, one earned run on five hits. So I'm looking for him to keep up what he's built on since the last Brewers start. Get some revenge against the Brewers. They've got a four-game set here against the Brewers. The Brewers are five and a half out right now. I'm not saying you can sweep the Brewers, but you can you can create a huge divide between you and what is probably going to be the second-best team in this division because who knows what's going on with the Cardinals and what what's going to happen and how many games they're going to end up playing. But ultimately, you can create a huge gap with you know just over five, six weeks left in the season here between you and the Brewers. I want this offense to keep flowing. I want these guys to keep playing like they have been. I want this team to be consistent. Right now, they look like the team that won the World Series. They're hitting. They're pitching well. Everything is playing well. When when Jason Hayward is leading your team in RBIs, you know you're performing well, right? Because that is just a plus. Anything you get from Jason Hayward offensively is just a plus at this point. And so when he's leading the team... In RBIs, it's great. So you need to keep that momentum going. I want to see this team on national TV, on Fox tonight. I want to see them keep up that momentum and prove that they are indeed worthy of being called the best team in baseball. Well, and you know, when you look at that, and Cub calls are welcome here on the baseball show, 312-332-3776, the one big hole heading into this season for the Chicago Cubs, we would all kind of look at the bullpen and say, You know, that's going to be a weak spot. Um, To this point, listen to this. The Cubs bullpen has posted a 3.18 ERA with a 
.198 opponent batting average in the last seven games since August the 2nd. So this bullpen has showed up here in the month of August and really given great production for this team. So not only are we seeing the rotation mm-hmm. lead the way and the lineup, as you were talking about, really doing their job, kind of reminding me of 2016. But as of late, the one hole that we thought coming into this season, the bullpen seems to have worked itself out to this point. Now, obviously, bullpens are shaky, and that could always blow up right in our face. That stack can be great for right now, but after tonight's game, they may give up five or six, right? So it's all about consistency there, and I think that's what's important. But really, the David Ross effect is something that has to be pointed out. David Ross clearly has found a way to motivate this group of players that seemed as if they were not motivated over the last couple of seasons. Mm, has he? Has he? Yes. Or is it something? The clapping. Is it they're, something, they're having fun. Are, are you not reading about the fun and the, the great that time Anthony, that they're having? Is it something that Anthony Rizzo said? Is it something that this team knows is coming? Is it something that we spent part of our quarantine here, part of this pandemic watching a documentary on? Do they know something that we all assume is going to happen? What's the no. documentary? The Last Dance. Well, that's basketball. I understand that. Well, you're you're saying the Cubs in 2016 are the equal to Michael Jordan winning six titles? I'm saying in 20. No, what I'm saying is these guys have been together. This to be, to be honest, been... the 2016 Cubs are nothing like the okay. 98 you, Bulls see, in their last dance. You're going to let me finish my analogy? Or you're just going to interrupt here and just be like, "Oh, baseball's not basketball." Well, I, I'm just baseball's saying, baseball's not basketball. I, I just Adam. like it, it Adam, seems it baseball, seems pretty easy to say every not, championship is like the last dance. You know that the basketball dance, is bigger and it bounces and they use their hands instead of six. Do you know that? Do you know that? a good analogy. What I'm saying is this core has been together and by all accounts if you go by what the front office is saying and what ownership is saying there's no money you might have to trade chris bryant you may have to move on from javi Baez. these this core group of guys who won the world series in 2016 if you'd let me finish my damn point isn't going to be together after this year so because of that as anthony rizzo alluded to they're trying to have the most fun possible while they can in this short 60-game stretch because they know this might be the last time they all get to play together. Okay, so it's not David Ross. Here's Anthony Rizzo before the game talking about the core possibly being together for the last time. Even when I was hurt, enjoying Wrigley. This, I mean, there's, I'm not going to shy away from this. This could be our last year together. And I think we all know that, especially with the state of the game and who knows what's going to happen. Um this could be our last run with all our core guys. This could be my last year here. Who knows? So I'm enjoying every second of it. Um, you know, when when times get tough, it's just I've, I've obviously been through a tough time before. It's, you start appreciating all the little things again that maybe you take for granted. I'm victim of it. I'm sure everyone, you guys are all victim of it. But um, it's the joy of the game that we're playing for right now. And uh I think it's really showing uh, that we're just playing basically high school summer baseball right now. That's how we feel like we're playing, just going out and playing baseball and not worrying about if someone's hitting 500, if someone's hitting, you know, under 200. It's just let's win, let's pick each other up and uh, figure it out. That's Anthony Rizzo before the game. So let me ask you this. Last couple of seasons, why wasn't it like that? Like, why does it take seeing the end of the road come closer to you to realize 
that we should be having fun. Like, who are the players that we're worrying about their contracts? He mentioned uh, stats and contracts there, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, who are you pointing to? Well, Bryant, Javi, the guys that, you know, won the World Series on their rookie deals and are then sitting there saying, you know what? We won the World Series. I'm Chris Bryant. I'm Javi Baez. I'm on the Chicago Cubs. I deserve a certain contract. You just write those numbers in there because that's what I deserve rather than that's what I should earn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's those guys that who maybe under a certain manager, and it's no fault of the manager. I'm not trying to throw Joe Madden under the bus here. These are all adults here. We're not dealing with children. You know, these guys need to hold themselves accountable before the manager holds them accountable, right? Like, like Phil, like you want to go back to the last dance comparison. Phil Jackson wasn't in there kicking these dudes in the ass. It was them holding themselves accountable. They also had the credentials. Of course, they did. The these credentials guys, are different for the Chicago Cubs well, than, the, than uh, they were for Michael a Jordan, A team that Scottie has made the Pippen. playoffs how many years in a row? A team that went to how many championship yeah. series? A team that won they a World Series? They still only won one, though. Okay, so they still only won one. I'm saying that you still need to earn that contract and maybe some of those guys haven't earned those contracts and with the financial situation that baseball is going through and how there's no money and how there's biblical losses for the cubs that not all of these guys are going to be around when it's time to get paid that's just gonna happen i do think winning 84 games last season and then starting this season 12 and 3 is pretty damn impressive absolutely because it it seemed like this was the end of the road Mm -hmm. at the end of last season and somehow they've found a way to completely turn it over, and have a productive offense, have a rotation that's going out and and pitching really well. And like we said, to start, the bullpen has shown up here in the month of August. Absolutely, and I think that they'll continue. You know, once you get into a rhythm, that's what you want to see. Now, the problem is, can they keep this up underneath a short stretch? Because we've seen this Cubs uh, roster also going to a huge slump. We've seen the bullpen was shaking at the at the beginning of the season. We've seen the offense go into sl- a year-and-a-half-long slump, essentially, from last year going back to two years ago. So hopefully they can keep this up and move on and keep this going into the playoffs because I think, what what did Jesse say? To, I haven't looked at fan graphs, but it says something like they have a 97% chance of making the playoffs. Like the, their lead is is so big right now and their winning percentage, they have an 800 winning percentage right now. So they're going to make the play. This team is going to make the playoffs. It's ultimately how they perform in the playoffs. Can they, the bullpen stay together and, and pitch well? And can these guys continue on their offensive output the way that they have? Fan graphs have the Cubs to make the playoffs and 97.1%. There you go. The Reds at 58, the Brewers at 51.9, and the Cardinals at 51. Zero for the Pirates. We're done with the Cardinals. Zero for the Cardinals. We're done with the Cardinals. I'm saying they, they played We're five games. We're done with the Cardinals. And we'll talk about the Cardinals as uh, the show continues here at the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Tonight's lineup for the Chicago Cubs, Hugh Darvish on the mound. In his one outing against the Brewers earlier this year, the one-game start, he went with uh, four innings pitched, six hits, three runs, three earned, and five strikeouts. In that contest, uh, career-wise against the Brewers, he's 1-2 with an ERA of 2.32. Uh, that's you, Darvish, on the mound tonight for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the lineup is Nico Horner is leading off, playing second. Rizzo is batting second at first. Javi Baez at shortstop. He is batting third. The DH tonight is Wilson Contreras. He's batting fourth. Schwarber in left field is next. Ian Happ in center. David Bodie at third. Steven Souza Jr. 
in right field, Victor Carantini catching, and then you Darvish for the Chicago Cubs, taking on uh, Brett Anderson, who is 0-1 with an ERA of 5.40. Wrigley Field, four games set, the Brewers and the Cubs. Do you believe in channel curses? Channel curses. Channel curses. Channel curses. The what, two times the Cubs mean? have been on Fox this year, they've, oh. they've gotten crushed. Like national TV? Just Fox, specifically. Well, that's national TV. I understand that, but not on like ESPN. ESPN's national TV. Yeah, but you get that blacked out. That's true. Like it, the Fox broadcast could be seen everywhere. That's right? true. They've they've been crushed. Their two games on Fox. I, I could believe that because we saw that with the the Bulls. You want to keep Bulls? talking the Bulls? Uh, in this Bulls? Segment. No, I specifically yeah. made a last ride together reference, not a a this is basketball versus baseball reference. Swear to God, <laughs> day one. <laughs> we day one. Uh, we will uh, continue talking baseball with you. The White Sox. Coming up next, we will uh, break down the Sox and their start to the season. They're 10 and 9. What's the one word you think of when it comes to the White Sox for the start of this season? We will talk White Sox baseball with you coming up next here on The Baseball Show. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black, Adam Abdallah, sing in for Jonathan Hood tonight. The White Sox are off tonight. Tomorrow? Saturday? Sunday? Will they play the Cardinals? Do we know if this series is actually going to happen? We'll talk about the White Sox in just a moment. Let's go to Tom in Oaklawn. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's up, Black Abdallah? First of all, I'm glad you guys are getting your uh, own show. You guys deserve it. So, um, And then, first of all, um, this isn't going to be the last stands for the Cubs. Didn't you hear Caps rant this morning? You know, Ricketts is just going to sell some stock, get some money that way, and sign everybody up to long-term deals along with getting Francisco Lindor, so you guys will be fine. But then regarding the Cardinals, I am just so sick of hearing that they've got to postpone this game, that game. Uh, there's no way they're going to be able to make up any of these games. Like, I'm on the program, just like Abdallah was saying, where either just cancel the Cardinals season or have it where, you know, any of these games now going forward, you know, they just forfeit and they just give the games to those teams, you know, because this is ridiculous. And in this way, too, maybe they can set an example and everything like that to any of the other ball clubs and let them know that they're taking this seriously and they need to they, about getting the season in and to follow the protocols and everything like that. So that's all I have. Thanks for the call, Tom. And, you know, the thing I think of with this is what was the point of the taxi squad if when you get a positive test on a team or two positive tests on a team, you just tell the team not to play for two weeks? What was the point of the taxi squad? I thought that they were supposed to step in and replace those who are quarantined so you could keep the season going. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the the Cardinals are are in a spot here where this is going to be fascinating. Are, are you really going to play a bunch of doubleheaders and make up all the missed dates? They haven't played for 14 days, so you, you're going to make that up? 
Dude, the like what? What's Ken, the plan here? Ken Rosenthal reported that they want more double headers because they want to factor in more days off. You've had two weeks off. What do you need more days off for? There's only like forty games left. What you can't just play forty games? Like, yeah, you're gonna play a lot of double headers. Well, this is what happens when you screw up. This is what happens. Guess what? How about if, if I'm the White Sox or if I'm the Cubs that they play next, I don't want to play them. Sorry. We're not playing well, you. Well, no, you should play them. No, I mean, you're not you, welcome in our ballpark. You're going to screw this up for everybody. Well, I, it, And then there's the reports from Jesse and others uh, from ESPN Buster Only suggesting that the, the Cardinals might take it to a, a wacky racers situation where they're going to rent their own cars to drive up what, to Chicago what, what, over the way. Like, how can if you they can't have even to take, bus here or they can't fly a chartered flight? If it's not the team racing all the way up here, if it's not safe for all of you to be enclosed in a plane or a bus, I don't want you on my baseball field. I'm sorry, you're gonna infect other. You're you. They're saying that oh well the 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 coach that got it, the staff member that got it recently, that tested positive today, has been isolated. Well, duh. There's a 14 day incubation period. Of course, he was. He got it after being quarantined, just like everybody else on the team. Yeah, might get it in a few days. Like you, you can't have this happen. This, this, this goes back to starting the season too late. This goes back to not having a plan. If this happened to an actual team, even though you said you had the taxi squad and that was supposed to take the place of the real team, if that happened, but all of this goes into just having these fly by the seat of your pants reactions. And the reaction is going to be, guess what? No more Cardinals games. If you have a schedule and you're scheduled to play the Cardinals, congratulations, you have three days off. Because that's what it's going to be. There's no score in the Cubs and Brewers game, which we're keeping our eyes on, but I just wanted to mention uh, the Blackhawks. uh, They're in the second intermission, uh, 3-3 with the Golden Knights. So the Hawks doing some work in the second period. Answering uh, after going down 3-2, answering with a goal. Hawks over still alive. Yeah, uh, three man mark. Kirby Doc with a goal. It was two to one at that point. Dominique Kubelik with a goal on the power play at the twelve oh seven mark. Uh, ties it up two two. Uh, mark Stone for the Golden Knights gets a goal at seventeen twenty in the second period uh, to take the lead three to two. And then Dylan Strom ties it up nineteen forty six in the second period three three. Hawks Golden Knights. Tied game, second intermission. We'll keep our eyes on You'll this, and we'll have it. a full Hawks post-game show uh, before 8 o'clock when that game wraps. But I just wanted to get that Look, in there here as we talk baseball on the baseball show. I'm sure that there are a bunch of uh, minor league fields that the Cardinals can go play at or invite them to play at their fields if they want to keep playing games, keep playing ball games this season. But guess what? Not this year. Well, I don't think you can, I don't think you can just say that yes, they can't. Can. Why? Can't play the MLS all. did. Well, the MLS kicked out teams. So so they're not ready to play this weekend at all? They can't do that? Like Appar- that that's what's dude, frustrating about if, this. If, if you and I are going to play, let's say you like and I, I are going to play golf together, like right? Here's my point. Five games, uh, you're not going to play enough games to make it up. You don't qualify for the playoffs. But if you're healthy now, you should play the games that are on the schedule. Okay, but what if I said to you, Chris, I came in contact with a person. Who has the the virus, right? Get away from me. Uh, hypoth- okay. Sir. Okay. But I say, hey, let's play golf together. But, but have, let's haven't ride, they been let's ride separately. quarantined for the last 
Yeah, two weeks. They have been, and a staffer just got it today. Yeah, so how are you going to tell me that they've been quarantined and it's 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 going away? It's not good. Uh, let's talk some White Sox baseball with you here at uh, ESPN 1000. The phone number is 312-332-3776. Tim Anderson was hurt. Tim Anderson is back. Tim Anderson is hitting for the White Sox. He was defeated, so he had all the choice but to come to me. Tim a drive to left field. He waited him out and bring him home. one nothing Sox. Tim Anderson, a long, fruitful first at bat. They're missing. They're missing. I let him know, too. So first pitch here, he strokes down the line. Left field corner there, she rolls. And Tim breaks into second base. Tough time digging it out for Stewart. So Tim takes third. Stewart didn't raise his hands and say it was stuck. So Tim decides to go slip and slide into third. Into center field, Tim Anderson is a double shy of the cycle. You know, being in that lineup, uh, you know, definitely make the guys go. You know, make the other team scared. Tim's looking for a double for the cycle, and this is a rope to left field. Will he make it to second? No. He'll come out with a lot of energy and, uh, you know, start the game off two home runs back to back. Uh, and that set the table. Courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago, Benetti on the highlights there, and then you hear Tim Anderson. And, and Adam, when I look at the White Sox this season, they have struggled at points, and there have been some very frustrating games. But then on the on the flip side, Ten and nine at this point in the season, first couple weeks into the year, uh, you're tied for third in the division with the Indians with the same record. Uh, clearly in the playoff contention. I know more teams are going to make the playoffs this year than normal, but I want to ask this question at three one two three three two three seven seven six. What's the one word you would use to describe the White Sox to this point in the season? What's that one word? One thing you think of when I say describe the White Sox. Is it uh, swag, like you said earlier, to Waddle and Sylvie when we were cross-talking with them? Is it a young team? And I know that that's more than that's, one that's word. two words. It's a phrase. It's, it's two words. Thought. You said one word. Hyphenated young team. It's fine. It's good. Uh, haven't you ever seen PTI do this? Wilbon has hyphenated word like multiple. He'll have a full sentence with a bunch of hyphens in there. Mm-hmm. You've never seen him do that? Mm-hmm. I, I, like th- I like that. You're not impressed with that. I mean, you said one word. Okay, so what's your one word? I, well, since I only thought of one word because I thought I would get crap if I said well, I'm trying to I give ideas to our, our great fans and listeners to this show. My my word I I, I came up with so close, but that's two words. Um, so my my one word is almost. They're almost there. They're all, we've seen them put together a six game win streak. We've seen them lose horribly. Uh, you know they they've lost three games in a row. They lost five out of their last six games before beating Detroit to end those series to to win that series two games to one. We've seen the offensive output. The pitching is almost there. You got to figure out what you're doing with Aloy because he can't keep being a butcher out there in left field. So you have to figure that out. They're almost there. They're competing. My other word would be competing, which is what we talked about, which the expectations were going into this season. I'm not expecting you to be the Cubs and run away with it. I'm not expecting you to be the Dodgers. I'm not expecting you to be the Yankees or the Astros. I'm expecting you to compete. Stay relevant. Stay relevant this year. Relevant's another good word for them, too, because they're staying relevant because they're only two games out of leading the division right now. They're still relevant. So almost, I think, is the the one I want to go with because they're almost there they're so close what's the one word you would use to describe the white Sox to this point in the season i'll give you mine next this is the baseball show with jonathan hood this 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 
is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. the one word you would use to describe the Chicago White Sox to this point in the season? 10-3, and three, tied for third in the AL Central. Before we get to the White Sox, the Cubs lead 1-0 in the end of the first, heading into the second. Baez grounded out the third. Nico Horner scored. The Cubs lead 1-0 at the end of one as we keep our eyes on the Northsiders taking on the Brewers. Manufacturing runs. The way to do it. Uh, it's what David Ross wants. Yeah. Okay, so you gave a bunch of uh, different options mm-hmm. uh, for the one word you would use. Uh, I see uh, uh, Kev uh, in uh, the Twitch channel says young. He would go with young for Little the Kev. for the Chicago White Sox. The, the, num- the word I would give you is inconsistent. They've been inconsistent to this point. They've gotten some good starting pitching, and then the starting pitching at points has completely blown up. The, the play in the field has been laughable at times. Yeah. But then also, Luis Robert is there making up for some ground, making up, making some great plays in the outfield. You also have Tim Anderson uh, doing his thing in the field and, and that to dish. And I feel like to this point, it all encompasses with what all the different choices have been. Inconsistent is what young teams usually are. Mm-hmm. Almost means that they're a bit inconsistent because they're not there yet, right? Like, that's something that we see. Contending means they're not in first. They're almost there. Right, they're, they're almost there, yeah. and, and teams are almost there, and teams are contending, yeah. and teams are young, are also inconsistent, and that's why they're at uh, this point. The, the one thing that I say would be the difference if we're looking at the Cubs and the White Sox, is I know once you get to the seventh inning, I trust what I have in the bullpen for the for the White Sox. Where the Cubs, I don't trust that uh, yet. I know the numbers in August have been fantastic, but Alex Colomay is much better than what you get on the north side, right? Like, you know it's a lockdown situation. You just have to get the lead early, get the bats awoken, and, and then have a starting pitching rotation that shows up. And we've seen Dylan Cease the last couple of outings be pretty good, and Dallas Keuchel has been outstanding, and Lucas Giolito has bounced back from his rough uh, opening start. But I would go with inconsistent when I look at the White Sox. I think that's a good word to say. And, you know, like you said, young teams are inconsistent. If you just look at their schedule, you know, their losses – you know they they lose ten to five to start the season fourteen to two in their next one four to three they're close they're in it five to three they're close they're in it and then some of these games where they haven't been able to manufacture any runs you know when you're only putting up one or two runs in your losses you need to be able this team was supposed to mash this team was supposed to be able to put up four or five runs uh, a night now I know you're not going to do it every single night but you would like to see it you'd also like to see them win a few of those one nothing games. Now they've won a game that where it was four to nothing. They won a game where it was three to two. So they've won a couple of close games. They won a two to nothing game against uh Cleveland back towards the beginning of the month. So that's you're right. They're inconsistent and I just think you want to see more of a a natural flow. I think that also uh Ricky Renteria has been inconsistent with his lineups. And not having Luis Robert out there every day and not having, you know, yeah, you want to give guys days off. But ultimately, if you're going to have Eloy out there 
in left field, you need someone to help him out. And that needs to be Luis Robert every day that Eloy's out there because you can't have him going into the webbing every damn day. Well, you can't have him get, having the gaffes that he has. You need his bat in the lineup every day, but you can't have those mistakes because they're going to cost you big one day. You know, they haven't really, they, they cost you an inside the park home run against Milwaukee that cost you a game, but ultimately. You know, you that's going to cost you in a big playoff game one of these days. And yeah, you can't I'm, have him out there. No doubt, but I, I feel like you make that point assuming that because of Robert not playing on Monday, that you're now playing Aloy in the field when in the last six days he DH'd once, the other five days he was out in the field. So it, it has no bearing on that decision in the lineup. So, like, I get it. There were, there were Sox fans who looked at Monday's lineup and because you didn't have Encarnacion, you didn't have Anderson in there, Robert should have been there. I get you. I'm not going to uh, mash my, my fist into the table mm-hmm. over that one, but I understand your angst with it uh, because Ricky Renteria sometimes leaves a little more uh, to be desired as far as a manager. Now, when you look at it and you get guys healthy, and I think that plays into the inconsistent theme, right? Guys in and out of the lineup leads to an inconsistent lineup. Tim Anderson being on the IL, that leads to Encarnacion being on the IL. You don't get the standard lineup that you would hope for, and I think that all goes back to being consistent. And then if you want to talk about Renteria's lineups now that everyone's back, I feel like with Anderson, Mancada, Grandal, Abreu, like that's what he's going to do with his four. That's going to be your start, your, your start to the lineup. Mm-hmm. I know Robert bounced up there, but he bounced up there to lead off because Anderson was out. So, like, should you move Robert back up into the lineup? Should he be your your three? Should he be third in the lineup? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and that's where it, it kind of, like, I understand people being upset with the way the lineup construction is, mm-hmm. but he's not going to lead off for this team. That's Tim Anderson. No, Tim Anderson needs to be there to set the tone. So, okay, every day. so yeah. and then you I have think, to have Tim Anderson there. I think we would all agree. Johan Mancada should be batting second. Yes, agree okay. with that. Yes. So then the the option would be: What are you doing third in the lineup? Because it, Grandal, are you moving him back to like six, and you're moving everyone else up, or leaving Abreu uh, as your cleanup? Encarnacion fifth, Aloy six. Mm-hmm. You know, like. There's a lot of guys who can hit. Yeah, so well, I, I get it. That's and, and, been and the you would thing like we've been see, saying the whole time is and, these dudes can hit. Sure, but uh, I don't know if it's fair to criticize Ricky Renteria because on Monday Robert was he just had a day off. Okay. You see what I'm saying? All like right. now, if if now I get it. Again, like I said, I understand why you're annoyed because you had others who were missing in the lineup. All right. Well, he's back in there. They've also had a few injuries this year, so they've had to juggle a few things and bat and you know get around those injuries. You know, so that's a team too. Salim on Twitter says the White Sox one word he'd use is learning. They're, that's a good one. They're kind of learning on the well, fly, not I learning mean, on the fly here, but you know what I mean. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, is hanging out in a hammock is that is that learning? Mm. What, what was that? It was Chauncey? Oh, Chauncey because yeah, of the napping in a hammock. <laughs> I mean, that's what Eloy looked like. He was he was hanging out. You can't keep doing that, man. No, of course you can't keep doing that. Ugh. And you're right. When you get to the playoffs. That's the type of defender that the ball finds that individual mm-hmm. in a big spot, mm-hmm. and they make that big error, and it costs you a game. I understand that. I totally get that. On the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago, brought to you by Miller Lite. Uh, 
Scat, scatteranic? I think that's what it is. Un- what about un- names? Can we get names? Unrefined. Can no. people put their names no. on there? Can because we get a name? Is, these are their handles. No, I get the handle. Can we have a name? Scatting it. Scat- I think they should have to he sign their I mean. name. Scatman. No, I know. He, he knows we see him, but he knows. Unrefined. What I'm saying is for those who are not in the, the Twitch chat, can we get some names? He's here? laughing at us now. I know he is. Uh, Mosotrack92 said injured. Mosotrack? Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, Dan. Oh, there you go, Dan. Hello, Dan. Says swag. Okay. Moso track. Listen, man, I'm just trying to read these names here. Maybe maybe it's Musu track. I don't know. Maybe Moso track. <laughs> Scatteranic. I don't know. Just don't say anything to get you banned, because I did do that earlier today. You banned someone? Why? Yeah, because he was saying dumb stuff. Oh, okay. You're, you're the ruler? Well, when you you when you're using vulgarities and profanities and oh, yeah. uh, racial uh, racially insensitive terms, your ass is getting banned. Yeah, I think I think that's a <laughs> yeah, simple as that. Coming up next here on the baseball show, Joe Kelly spoke, and Steven Strasburg was ejected today, and he didn't play. He in fact was sitting in the stands. We'll talk about it next. The baseball show with Jonathan Hood on Chicago's home for sports. And the ESPN Chicago apps. All right, so Joe Kelly suspended. Tries to argue his uh, suspension should be brought down. It uh, doesn't really win the battle with Major League Baseball after what took place between Joe Kelly and the Houston Astros. And, and to be honest, without really knowing a whole lot about Joe Kelly before the last couple of weeks, he has immediately jumped up the rankings of my favorite baseball players. Because, like, first of all, just the face he made towards Carlos Correa, Correa was awesome. But then also, and we'll play the clip here, uh, when you hear him speak... That dude's awesome. See, you're, you say he lost the battle, but he's going to win the war. Because, like you said, he's instantly everyone's favorite player because he's the face of retaliation <laughs> against the Astros. Is that is what it is. Yeah. No one can get retaliation against the Astros except for the players because they're not, you know, they didn't get suspended, nothing like that, because they, they were granted immunity. But ultimately, he is the face of revenge. For everybody, for every true baseball fan, for every old-timey and young-timey baseball fan, he is the face of, he is their Superman. He is their hero. And the problem is, you either live long enough to become the hero, or you die something, or you live whatever the Batman is. Really? You either become the hero, you live long enough to become the villain. Is that what it is? Hero, villain? All right, I'm going to play Joe Kelly. Why don't you Google that quote, and then you'll try and deliver it when we're done with the Joe Kelly audio. Uh, Joe Kelly, that's amazing. Killing quote. Oh, it comes up. Hold on. I'm glad this isn't Monday. You either Uh, die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Joe Kelly was on the Big Swing podcast. I can do those things because I'm not a hero, not like Dent. Oh, you don't want me to do the whole script? Okay. The Big Swing podcast hosted by his teammate Ross Stripling, really good pitcher for the Dodgers. Here's Joe Kelly talking about what took place with the Astros. It goes down like this. Major League Baseball does an investigation, and they want people to snitch. So the only way to get people to rat and be a narc is by saying, we won't punish the players. We'll give you an immunity to rat people out. And so the people that took the fall for what happened is nonsense. Yes, everyone's involved. But the way that thing was ran over there, 
was not from coaching staff. It was ran with coaching staff, yes, don't get me wrong. But they're not they're not the head boss in charge of that thing. It's the players. So now the players get the immunity and all they do is go snitch like a little bitch and they don't have to get fined. They don't have to lose games. They take the livelihood from people who worked hard to become a manager and axed. They take the livelihood from people who work hard to become a GM, axed. So what happened is you get people to snitch and become a rat and the people who could afford to lose money get immunity. The people who afford could get their names tainted get immunity. The people who don't fight, and I'm very passionate about this because I played for a manager. His name's Alex Cora, and this guy lost his job. Uh, he's got a daughter. Uh, went to school out here. Um, all this goes down. Everything goes down on Alex Cora, which people knew the real story would actually hate the players even more. I mean, this guy had to go back to Puerto Rico, where he's from. Daughters taken out of junior high from American schools because just getting verbally abused. Say, hey, dad's a cheater, da, da, da. So the people that ratted on him, and Alex Cora's a great dude. He's been a great baseball player, great manager, baseball smart. He's got an older brother. He's got a dad. They're all baseball. And now Alex Cora's sitting in Puerto Rico with his family, and I'm sure he still gets But the problem with that with me is that you get immunity, and then you rat like a little bitch. That's the problem I have, and I don't think that's right. Joe Kelly on the Big Swing podcast, Ross Stripling's podcast. How about that? He's How about the, Joe Kelly? I love that. He's the hero now, but just wait. He may live long enough to become the villain. Well, I mean, he clearly is the villain in the eyes of Major League Baseball, is he not? Yeah, but Major League Baseball is essentially the villain, too. We're dealing with a lot of villains in the Batman universe, or baseball universe. Sorry, baseball universe. There's a lot of villains right now. There's the Astros. There's Manfred. There's the Cardinals. There's Zach Plesac, who went on an Instagram rant today. There, there's a lot of villains in baseball right now that people can be mad at. So that's uh, really good baseball audio here on the baseball show. Did you also see this from earlier today? Uh, there were baseball games uh, earlier today, and the the Mets beat the Nationals eight to two earlier today. We also have a uh, Cubs update. Uh, coming, but uh, Steven Strasburg, did you see this? He was sitting in the stands. He's not playing today, not pitching today. Mm-hmm. He gets ejected from the game because he yelled out onto the field to the umpire behind the plate, <laughs> and the umpires can hear everything. Take, take a listen uh, to SNY. 2 2 coming. And it's mm. just a little low, full count. With a good ball. You see him, so boy, he's hot. Same with the catcher. He's turning around like, where was that pitch? <laughs> Look at that. He make, make pitches with two strikes. Oh, Rabbit. Davey Martinez barking oh. from the dugout. Got Rabbit ears. Well, you can hear everything now, right? Carlos Torres. Hurt. Oh, and he throws him out. Who'd he throw? Well, well, Davey was barking at him. I don't know if he got Davey or somebody else. And then you can't go out and argue, right? No, you're not supposed to. Oh, oh, we heard that. Yep. Sorry, folks. Sorry, FCC. Oh, oh. <laughs> sounds of the game sponsored by. They want to know who's got thrown out. Who, who's got who got? Tossed. I don't think it was the manager. It was someone down the bench. Well, usually it's the hitting coach if it's not the manager, and that would be Kevin Long or Pat Ressler. You are brutal. That's what I heard. <laughs> Is that what you heard? <laughs> yes. I, I, I How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard other stuff, but we can't, we can't repeat it's it. It's like uh, oh. it's Steven Strasburg ah. apparently who got ejected, and he was sitting in the stands. When's the last time a player is, sitting in the stands got ejected from a game? This is amazing. Where is he supposed to go now? 
And he's heading for the exits. So there you go. Steven Strasburg sitting in the, you know, they, they put the um, little uh, tent up in, in the stands mm-hmm. for the players to go sit in. Yeah. He was sitting in there, and he yelled down to the field and gets ejected. How about that? I saw that earlier today, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Bottom two, two outs. Cubs at the dish. They lead 2 nothing now. Schwarber with a Schwarber. home run to left, his third of this season. The Cubs lead 2-1. to one. All right, we're going to continue uh, keeping our eyes on uh, the Cubs and the Brewers and also the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights with uh, 6.48 left in the third period. It's a tied game, 3-3. Can the Hawks win game two? Tie up this series. We'll keep our eyes on that. And we will also talk some Bears football coming up next. This is the Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.